Well, today we're continuing our series entitled All In, where God is speaking to us about going all in with Him. I believe God is inviting us to follow in His footsteps into the future He has for us. But in order for us to receive what God has for us, we must be willing to say yes. Be willing to say yes to His invitation. Be willing to say to God, I'm willing to give you everything. All that I have and all that I am belongs to you. You see, whenever we put things and even our life in God's hands, He has the ability to create miracles. And I know some of you, you've been praying for miracles weeks and months and even years. And I believe that if you're willing to go all in with God, I believe that God is going to catalyze you into the future He has for you. But what I know about God is this, is that He never imposes His will upon us. He just issues an invitation. And we have to be willing to say yes to His invitation. Here's what I believe, that today God is inviting us to go all in with him spiritually. Because if we're willing to go all in with him spiritually, he can advance us and advance our lives supernaturally. And that's what God does. When we make the first move to God, he moves closer to us. This is what the book of James says in James chapter four, verse eight, it says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Often in life, what we have to do is we have to take a step of faith and be the first mover in the relationship. And we're willing to take a step with him, he's then willing to step out for us. Just a couple weeks ago, a man reached out to me. He's been a part of our church for a couple years. And he came up to me and he said, Pastor, I'm having a really hard time. I just, I just ended one career and I'm wanting to step in and do something else. And I've been waiting over a year for a new job. I've applied dozens of places, but every time the door has been closed, he says, Pastor John, I don't know what the problem is. We began to talk, and after having a good conversation, I just said, I just believe God's inviting you to go all in. I said, is there anything that's holding you back from stepping forward? He says, yes. He said, seven years ago, some coworkers said some things about me and got me fired and they drug my name through the mud and I haven't forgiven them. So right then and there, he decided to go all in and forgive them. 30 minutes later, after that conversation, he got a phone call, an unexpected phone call. And the person on the other line said, sir, we have a job for you and we want to hire you. He reached out to me and he said, that's how God works. I was willing to go all in and because I was willing to go all in, God went all out for me. And I believe we need to give God praise for that. I celebrate that story, but I am truly believing that God wants there to be hundreds of stories of how God can do that in our lives. You'll never regret going all in with God because if you go all in spiritually with him, he'll advance you supernaturally through his power. One of the ways that God does that is through the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the person of the Godhead that advances the kingdom of God. Jesus said this in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6.10. He said this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to remind you, there are things in heaven that God wants to establish on earth generally and establish in your life specifically. But our step of faith is being willing to say, God, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, not only on this earth, but more importantly, in my life. And when we allow him to be the king of kings 
in our life and the Lord of Lords in our life, then God uh, transfers to us what he's already ordained in heaven. Some of us, we feel like there's a barrier to moving forward. We want to be over here in the promised land. We want to hold on to God's promised land for our future, for our family, for, for our business. And God says, I can't take you there yet because you're here with me spiritually. He says, if you're willing to flip the paradigm and allow me to advance you spiritually, what will happen is then I will pull you in supernaturally. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pursue the presence and the power of God. We believe that the Holy Spirit still operates. In fact, the title of my message of uh, today is this, Holy Spirit Move. Holy Spirit Move. In fact, I want to invite you to say it as not only a prayer, but also a proclamation of what you want God to do in your life. I want to invite you to say it in faith. Say it loud and proud. Holy Spirit Move. What we're doing is we're setting the spiritual atmosphere for God to move. You see, God's already with us corporately, but he wants to move in our life spiritually. And we must be willing to create an atmosphere where God can move. When we welcome him into this house and more importantly into our lives, he descends and he begins to move. In fact, I'm gonna invite our spirit-filled believers throughout this message to just under your breath, begin to pray in the spirit. Why? Because I want you to begin to set the spiritual tone and atmosphere for what God is about to do. And I believe that when God's people pray, God, God moves. So again, I'm just gonna invite our, our seasoned believers, those of you who know how to pray in the spirit, to begin to pray in the spirit because I believe the Holy Spirit's about to move. For those of you who may be new to a Holy Spirit filled and empowered church, I want to give you a little bit of a theological explanation of who the Holy Spirit is and how he fits into our lives and who he is. First of all, as believers, when we look at the word of God, what we notice is that there is one God revealed in three persons, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. There's one God revealed in three persons and God is always operating. He's always moving us forward. In fact, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit, they are one God and they're all divine, all co-equal, and all co-eternal. What that means is they're all three of them are God, all of them are equal in authority and power, and all of them have existed for all time. It's important for us to establish that as a framework. Just because the Holy Spirit is the last on the list doesn't mean he's the last in power and authority. They're all equal, they're all eternal, they're all uh, coexistent, and they all have a plan and a purpose for our life. In fact, if you look at Genesis chapter one and John chapter one, you'll see the revelation of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you wanna learn a little bit more, take a deep dive into both of those chapters. But what we know from scripture is this, is that God the Father is the one with the plan. He's the one who's operating in advance. He's the one setting the times and the seasons of our life. Jesus, who is God the Son, he's the one who has all authority. Because he came to earth and he died to redeem the world and to redeem our lives, all authority under heaven, in heaven, and on earth belongs to him. And Jesus, uh, he spoke to us and he said, I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit and he's going to provide power to you. In fact, this is what Jesus said in John chapter 16, verses 17, uh, 16 and 17. He says this, I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. He's speaking of the Holy Spirit. And then he talks about how the Holy Spirit is the one that provides power. Right before he sent it into heaven, this is what Jesus said. In Acts 1, verse 8, he says this, but you'll receive power. Say power. power. 
You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Today, we're going to invite the Godhead. We're going to invite God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to be present. In fact, to set the spiritual tone, I'm going to invite us to pray just a quick moment. I invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. God, we invite you into this moment. We believe in you. We want to set an atmosphere where you're welcome. You're welcome to move. God the Father, we just invite you to establish your plan. Jesus, we invite you to establish your authority. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Holy Spirit, you're welcome to provide your power and your empowerment to each one of us. I pray, Lord, that you would descend upon every person. Lord, may they sense your presence and your power. May they be willing to be moved by you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Today, I want to invite you to join me in Joshua chapter 1. We're going to look at how God moved the nation of Israel from the wilderness into the promised land. And so I invite you to join me there. I invite you to open up your Bible, your Westover app. Let's look at the word of God together. We're going to start in verse 3, and then we're going to jump to verse 5, and then verse 9. Let's read together. This is the conversation God had with Joshua, the leader of the nation of Israel. He says this, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. For those of you who have felt abandoned, I want to remind you under the authority of Scripture that God will never leave you or forsake you. It doesn't matter if people have abandoned you, God will never abandon you. Often what happens is whenever we feel that there's distance in our relationship with God, it's not because of him, it's because of us. That's why we have to take a step of faith and grow closer to him. Those two verses now empower Verse, uh, verse 9 of the same passage. Let's read together. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be wherever you go. God is already operating in your future. God is already operating in your future. He wants to advance you. He wants to move you forward. And I want to share with you from verse 9 that God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were present at that moment to advance them then, and he's here to advance us now. When you look at the name of God in that verse 9, it says, the Lord your God. That statement, the Lord of your, your God, in the Hebrew is Yahweh Elohim. Yahweh Elohim. Yahweh speaks of the all-existent one who created all things, who is the Lord. It's a word in the singular. Elohim is a name for God, but it's in the plural. It's actually referring to the fact that it's God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yahweh speaks of the fact that there is one God, and Elohim speaks to the fact that he's revealed in three persons. And he, God, was present in that moment to advance them out of the wilderness, to cross the threshold, to step into the promised land. And I know some of you, you're holding on to a promise, and you're saying, God, I believe you, I believe you, I believe you. Well, we need to allow God to pull us into his preferred future. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to be the one to empower us. I don't know about you, but when I look at the culture, the culture is going downhill. But I'm here to share with you that God is still on the throne. He's still in charge. He still has power. He still can move. And he's the one that wants to move you forward. We must allow him to move us forward. And today I have one thought I want to share with you. It's a one-point sermon, but it's not a pointless sermon. One point I want to share with you. Go where God is. Go where God is. Go where God already is. The Bible tells us that God is the same yesterday, 
today and forever. He never changes. What that means is that he was with you before you even knew him. He was with you in your past and in your difficulties. He's with you right now and he's gonna be with you in the future. In fact, he already exists and he's already working in your future. And if you're willing to allow him to pull you into your future, into his preferred future for you, what you'll discover is blessing and favor. But we must be willing to go where God is, not where he isn't. Sometimes we try to relive the past and that's not possible. We don't get second chances to relive our past. We must live in the present with God and step into his future. We can't relive the past, so don't go to the past. There's no past, there's no future in your past. But also, we must be willing to step into what God has for us. Oftentimes, why we struggle is the way we praise. We say, God, I'm gonna do this, so bless it. God, I'm gonna do this, so bless it. I'm gonna be a part of this relationship even though they're unhealthy for me, even though they're not who you have for me, but I'm lonely and I just wanna be in a relationship. If God has not ordained that relationship for you, it's gonna fall apart and you're gonna have difficulty. Some of you are involved in activities that God is not a part of. What he's saying is go away from that. Step into my purpose. Go where I already am. Wherever you need to be, God already is. Wherever you need to be, God already is, and he's working in your future. God is currently operating in your future, aligning for you what he's already assigned for you. And I, as a pastor, don't want you to miss out on everything that God has for you. Don't miss out. Follow him into the future. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. And if you're willing to go where God is, then this is what he promises it's found in Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. This is what Moses spoke to Joshua before he was taken up by God. This is what Moses spoke to him. He said this, Deuteronomy 31, verse 8 says this, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. If you're willing to step into God's promised future, God makes that personal promise to you that he will go before you. That's why we can boldly step in. That's why we can have spiritual courage. That's why we can have spiritual strength. And the one who provides that spiritual courage and spiritual strength is the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to, to live out your life without the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. But we have to be the ones to take the first step forward. We have to be willing to move forward towards him. We have to, willing to, we have to be willing to take a step of faith. When I first arrived here at Westover in 2004, I came at the invitation of a friend. And when I first arrived here at Westover, I got here late and I left early. In fact, I sat in the nosebleeds. I sat in the very last row, in the very last seat right up there. And I wanted to be anonymous. But there were some people who began to invite me to church, invite me to activities, invite me to come closer to God. And then they said to me, you need to meet Danae. And I said, who is Danae? They didn't tell me that she was the pastor's daughter. They didn't warn me. They just said, you just need to meet Danae. So I met Danae and we became friends. And as we became friends, I began to sit a little closer. I didn't sit in the balcony anymore, but I sat on the main floor in the very last row. 
And after a couple weeks, she said, why do you sit so far away? She said, I said, because I like it back here. She says, why don't you sit a little closer? So as we became closer friends, I began to move up, move up, move up. And then we decided, we decided to start dating. And this is what she told me. She says, I want you to come sit with me. I said, well, why don't you come sit with me? And she said, no, that's not how this works. She said, I am a front row person, and if you want to be with me, you have to sit front row too. She says, you have to come where I already am. I'm not going to step back for you. I've been in this church a lot longer than you, and you need to come sit with me. So I started to sit with her, and then things got serious. And one day I decided to shock her. And what I did is I put my arm around her while her dad was preaching. And she looked at me and she said, what are you doing? And I looked at her and I winked at her. And uh, I watched her dad. Her dad saw what was going on. But I'm, I'm thankful to God that he didn't call me out for that. But here's the deal. I was willing to go all in with Danae. And because of that, now we're married. Never underestimate what a step of obedience to go all in with God can do for your life, what it can do for your future. God is just waiting to bless you. He's saying, step into my future. This is all I have for you. He's saying, come, come, come. Look at all that I'm going to give to you. Favor, blessing, protection, financial resources, a home that you've been praying for, the right interest rate, the right job. The right coworkers. This is all that God wants to provide for us, but we have to be willing to go all in because proximity creates intimacy and proximity also releases God's power. In fact, if I had to challenge you today, this is what I would say. Get closer spiritually and go further supernaturally. Get closer spiritually and go further supernaturally. The closer we get to God, the more we experience his presence and his power. In fact, the Bible tells us about the Holy Spirit is that he has dynamic power. In fact, the word dynamite comes from a word in the original Greek that's dynamis. And that's the word used to describe the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to provide a dynamic power for you. Not just a little bit of power, but a whole lot of power to advance you. Some of you have been stuck for months and even years. The word of God says that one day in his courts are better than a thousand elsewhere. It is my firm belief that on the authority of that scripture that God can move you forward in one day more than three years. God can advance you. He can help you step into the thing that you've been praying about. The reason why we can't inherit the promised land of God sometimes is because we're not willing to let him lead us in. God is not going to bless us with his promised land if we're not willing to follow him. We must be willing to take a step. Get closer spiritually and you'll go further supernaturally. And the Holy Spirit is here. He's already moving. He's already stirring on people's hearts. In fact, that's what Jesus talked about. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I also want to share with you that when you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters speaks to how the Holy Spirit was involved in creation. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit was the, was the force that caused the galaxies to be formed. God the Father had the plan. Jesus was the Logos. He was the one who was spoken out to create. 
And then the Holy Spirit took the word of God and he created. And he was responsible for building the millions on trillions of stars. That word hover, it speaks not only of how God operates and the fact that he hovers over us. He puts his hand of protection over us. The word hover in the original language, it refers to what a hummingbird does. They hover in one specific place. The Holy Spirit's looking for a place to rest and he wants to rest on your life. But also that word hover speaks of movement. It speaks to the fact that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you, it, it can move your life. That word hover means flutter, shake, tremble. And the reason I share this with you is that sometimes when the power of God falls dynamically upon you, you begin to feel a movement in your body. I'm here to share with you that in a moment, we're gonna seek the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And when he comes upon you, you're gonna feel a flutter. And I wanna encourage you to not pull away, but to lean in. Don't be afraid, it's God moving. And we need to allow him to move. The other thing that Jesus promises is that if we're willing to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us, he can give us a prayer language. When we look at the first disciples after Jesus' death and resurrection on the day of Pentecost, it's spoken about in Acts chapter two, it says this in verse four, that as they were praying for the presence and the power of God, that suddenly the power of God descended upon them and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I believe that God can give you a heaven prayer language. In fact, it's God's desire to give you a heaven prayer language. And here's four reasons to desire a heaven prayer language. Number one, praying a heaven, in a heavenly language is a promised gift of the Holy Spirit for those who believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's promised in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's one of the gifts. There are many gifts, but there's one of the spiritual gifts is the ability to pray in a heaven language. Here's the second reason to pray in a heavenly language is because it's a way to unburden your heart to God. There's moments and times when you're facing struggles and difficulties that you don't know how to express. Your heart is broken. The language of your heart is tears and brokenness. And this is what it says in Romans 8, 26 and 27, that the spirit helps us in our weakness. Sometimes we don't know how we should pray, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with wordless groans. Goes on to say in verse 27 that the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God, which is the third reason to desire a heaven prayer language, is that when you pray in the spirit, when you pray in a heaven prayer language, you pray prayers that God will answer. Sometimes when we pray in English or Spanish or our preferred language, we pray prayers that are selfish. When we pray in a heaven language, we pray prayers that God definitely will answer. Number four. Here's the fourth reason to desire heaven prayer language is that you pray spiritually encrypted prayers. When you pray in English or Spanish out loud, the enemy can understand it. But when you pray in the spirit, you can share all of your heart with God, all of your struggles, all of your difficulties, and the enemy doesn't know. That's why the enemy wants to keep you from receiving the power of the Holy Spirit and keep you from praying in tongues and keep you from God's word and keep you from being in, being in the center of God's will. He wants to hold you back. And so today I want to just give you an opportunity to go all in with God. As I close, I want to invite you to stand, set aside everything that might be a distraction, and I want to give you the opportunity to go all in with God. In order for us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to be willing to welcome the Holy Spirit. We have to be willing to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. If we want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to be willing to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. 
Here at Westover, we believe that saying yes to Jesus is as clear as ABC. A, admitting that we need Jesus because we do. B, believing in our heart that he died on the cross to forgive our sins and to pay the debt of sin we couldn't pay. And that he rose from the dead on the third day to give us life, hope, and a future and healing. And then C, we confess from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be the Lord of our life. And I want to give you that opportunity today. I want to invite you to go all in with God. Because if you're willing to go all in with God spiritually, he'll go all out for you supernaturally. I'm going to invite everyone to bow their head, close their eyes, front to back, side to side. I sense that there's some of you who don't know Jesus and you want to say yes to him today. This is your moment. Don't miss it. On the count of three, I want to invite you to raise your hands. You're not joining this church. You're just saying, Jesus, I'm willing to go all in. Here it is. One, two, three. Yes, yes, yes. Hands front to back, side to side, up in the balcony. God sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He died for you to give you life and freedom. And now I'm going to invite you to take a step of faith. And I want you to pray this prayer from your heart. In fact, I'm going to invite all of us to pray this prayer from our heart. Let's say this together. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay my debt of sin and offer me forgiveness. Today I say yes to you. I go all in with you. I make you the Lord of my life. I'm willing to say yes to the pool of you into my future. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations. You've taken a step of faith. Here's what I'd invite you to do. I'd invite you to go to our app or our website and in the events page, sign up for the next time we have water baptisms. We'd love to celebrate the step of faith you've taken and get you on a pathway to advance in your faith. But right now we're gonna create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit can move. So here's what I'm gonna invite you to do is raise your hands, close your eyes. I'm gonna invite you to begin to just pray. Jesus, you're welcome in this place. Jesus, we thank you, God, for what you're doing. We just create an atmosphere where you're welcome. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome to move in our lives. You're welcome to move in our hearts. You're welcome to change anything in our lives. We will, we're willing to go all in for you. We're willing to say yes to you. We're willing to acknowledge that you are in charge, God. And we just set the tone and, and the, the atmosphere where you're welcome. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna invite our core leadership to come on the sides. If you're staff, if you're prayer team, if you're a life group leader, deacon, deaconess, COA, come over to the sides and we're gonna create a spiritual atmosphere where God can move. We're gonna create a spiritual atmosphere for God to move. So as I share the next couple of instructions, I just invite those of you who are up here to pray and seek God's presence for the people that are coming up. For those of you who want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you want God to move you forward, here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Number one, take a step of faith. If you're willing to move closer to God, he'll move closer to you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to invite you to come up to the front and come right up to the edge of this altar area. Why? Because if we're willing to take a step for God, he's willing to meet us right where we're at and move us forward. That's step number one. Number two, we're just going to invite you to have openness to what God wants to do. Just be open in your heart. And part of that openness is a willingness to pray. 
Why? Because God will not fill an empty vessel. We have to pray out loud in English or Spanish and just thank him in order for him to fill us. He's not going to force our mouth open. We're going to have to pray in a language that we know. Number three, I want to invite you to let the Holy Spirit move upon you. You're going to feel a flutter. You're going to feel a movement in your body. That's okay. I want you to allow him to move in your life. You're even going to feel a flutter in your chin. And what that means is that he's trying to pray through you. And that's number four. Allow the Holy Spirit to intercede for you and through you. In just a moment, I'm going to invite you to come up to the front. And as you come up, after you come up, our prayer team and our leaders are going to come up and they're going to pray for you just in agreement. I want to reassure you, no one's going to push you down. We believe the power of God is sufficient to move you forward and and they just are here to agree with you in faith. And so I want you to come. Don't delay. Don't delay. This is your moment. Don't delay. This is your moment. Don't delay. This is your moment. And as people are coming, those of you who are here in the audience, I just want to encourage you to raise your hands and pray that the Holy Spirit would move. I believe that the Holy Spirit's about to move upon uh, our church and our congregation, those at the front, but also those of you in the seats. And I believe that God is challenging us right now to go all in with him spiritually. And my prayer has been all week that God would speak specifically and clearly about what steps you need to take to say yes to him, to go all in with him. Maybe it's to forgive someone. Maybe it's to be faithful in generosity. Maybe it's to step into a new adventure. Maybe it's to step into a new job. Whatever he's asking you to do, be willing to say, God, I'm going to step in. Hold nothing back. Be willing to say yes to him. God, we ask you right now to come and descend upon your people. Holy Spirit, move. 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 We welcome you. You're welcome in this place. In Jesus' name, let's worship him together.